It is the, what is it, 700th night of ballot counting. Yes. Uh, one. <laughs> wanna be with you. Like a dream come true. Oh, like a dream come true. Yeah. Two is wanna be with you. No, yeah. Sorry. Brian McKnight's counting all the Nevada ballots. Thanks, Brian McKnight. Yes, thank you to Election Twitter for giving <laughs> us everything that we have needed over the past week to laugh at uh, our jokes. As of the, this recording, there actually is not a declared winner. No. Uh, but that doesn't matter because at all. Because the show must go on. So thank you for joining us for another episode of You Never Studied. We are not going to talk election <laughs> politics tonight. We think you have had enough of that. If you want that, you can tune in to last week's episode. Um, but here we are again, Hans. We are socially distant. How you doing? Doing excellent. I am doing okay as well. It's been a weird week, uh, uh, election-wise and otherwise. It's a, one of the I maybe maybe because of the COVID and other things. This is maybe my last super busy week um, before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm not uh, doing some of the things that I would typically be doing this yeah. year. Um, but I'm preaching this Sunday, and my book is coming out next, like a week from today. Congratulations! Thank, thank you. And uh, meeting with uh, uh, your lovely spouse tomorrow morning to go over our final edits for the manuscript, yep. so that I can get all of that submitted on time. So it's a weird, weird time. I've got a lot going on in the next three days that has to happen. What's funny is I was telling Courtney, I feel like I have so much time right now, but it's because baseball ended. Yeah, there's no and more so baseball. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm and then not like coaching. Four, four in... NFL games got canceled. And if you're so, fantasy league, uh, I I'm just talking about then. coaching little. Like I'm not. I'm uh, I, you're like literally. the hours and hours that I'm gone a week. Yeah. And given, I'm like, why am I not tired? That makes sense. Why am I watching? Yeah, we're getting designated watch, survivor watch, watch, right now. <laughs> like, because uh, Kiefer Sutherland is a national treasure. That was my joke. I said I've watched designated survivor and West Wing this week so that I can be prepared you're for pre- whatever. Prepared whatever happens. Yeah. If you it's know, a big QAnon, yeah. I got that. And, and if it's just a even-handed, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you know. moderately liberal guy <laughs> just talking uh, intelligently, yeah, yeah I'm right. good. Yeah, okay, I'm good either way. <laughs> well, uh, thank thank y'all for joining us. That's this week. right. We want to rem- always mention our sponsor, the wonderful Kyle Sears, has helped us keep our website youneverstudied.com afloat. But he also has his own website where he will sell you all kinds of backyard games, and it's really simple to remember. Play, playbackyardgames.com. So uh, check out playbackyardgames.com if you want to buy some awesome ways to entertain you and your family. Especially for Thanksgiving. That. They're yeah. great Thanksgiving they games. They actually are great Thanksgiving games. I have played cornhole in the last... Uh, I built those. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, I use the same plans that Kyle uses, though. So uh, the ones that I built are also the, the quality that you can expect from PlayBackyardGames. Is, is that how you want to sell it? <laughs> uh, that's how I want to yeah. sell it because I think I built some pretty good okay. cornhole sets. And um, if you get them from me, they're just as good as getting them from the guy who does it. Uh, no, I, you can't buy them from me. Please go to PlayBackyardGames.com and buy them from Kyle Sears. Please go to EvanGodbull.com. And, and buy Thalesman's Code. Buy his book and then go to that. Click on the secret button for all of his uh, woodshop things you could buy. From. Uh, there are none. Uh, but anyway, we, we want to remind everybody, thank you for joining the show. Like, share, subscribe, review. Uh, that is a great way to keep this podcast up there on the feeds, and uh, we would love for you to do that. But we, we've got some stuff to talk about tonight. Right. Uh, it's just a uh, you you brought you brought us something for our first segment, <laughs> and it's buzzing in right now. So let's get to it. Didn't you know? Evan, this is there's one thing we have not really talked about <laughs> That's on so this true. podcast. That's so true. But very 2020, 2020, very 2020. And thing I to talk so about. badly want to talk about it because <laughs> I find, I am so fascinated by murder hornets. I know you are. I know. Like you are. I have been tracking this. Uh, Thank I, you for all your diligence in I, tracking I, this. I watch it. I uh, watch the episodes of uh, Brave Wilderness. 
uh, with Coyote Peterson where he stings himself a bunch. No, I, I will say this. You're you're a nature like yeah, you like nature that kind documentary. Of stuff. Jeff Corwin's like your personal uh, hero. Jeff Corwin. So yeah. so like Coyote Peterson's kind of the new generation. Yeah, like our kids are gonna yeah, like him. Our kids are gonna like that guy. And so he did he he did a whole thing where he's like, This is Coyote Peterson, and you were entering into the sting zone. No. And he found every insect that stings and he he intentionally stung himself with them. He's nuts. And so he went from like and he would then tell you like this is you know, an X pain pain. This is this. And so he did everything from like how fire is, ants. How is that legal? One of the things he did is a murder was horn. a murder hornet before they were even a thing. Yeah. Right? Like when they started Back when to they show were up. in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. they showed up uh, here, in fact, I tweeted at him and so did apparently everyone else in the world because they're like, Coyote Pearson, look, 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 they're here, they're, they're here. here. All right. So they showed up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Correct. And. You know, of course, everyone's worried because they're all like, "Our bees, our bees!" Right? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people missed the whole why they're called murder hornets at first, and maybe thought that they could murder, murder you, us. But they're not; they don't murder. They us. They should be called murder bees. Yeah, hornets. bee murdering hornets. <laughs> yeah. They take entire beehives and, in a matter of like minutes to hours, will devastate them and decapitate decapitate every, them and feed them to their and, young, and then feed so them they, to their yeah larvae. And and so, of course, beekeepers are a little nervous about losing yeah, all we, their. We've already their got a bee. Bees. We've already got a bee problem. Here in, we don't in, need more. Yeah, we don't need more. And so this is a big deal. And of course, in Japan, uh, they are able to. Uh, the bees have learned how to beat. The oh, hornets. really? I didn't know that. Okay, so they've adapted. Yeah, uh, well, some. I mean, you're still yeah. going to get you yeah, know, killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what they do is they the bees swarm the murder hornet and they surround it and they flap their wings really quickly and they actually bake the murder horn uh, hornet to death so the the temperature inside the ball of bees they create uh-huh. is too hot and they can handle it, That's but the wild. murder hornet can't. What and nature's so, fascinating. And so they kill the murder hornet if it tries to sneak on in there. God of wonders beyond <laughs> our galaxy. All right, so All right. so people in Washington are of course nervous. Yeah. And the entomologists. Yes. Right. Hat, hat tip Max Adams, friend of the show, who's probably never listened to it. Yeah. But the, the, en- only entomologist the entomologists I know. are trying to find them. Yep. Well, how do you find a murder hornet? Yeah. You got to track it. That's right. You got to glue their wings together by accident. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember so that. So I just imagine a world where they're trying to find these uh, murder hornets and and they had they tried to glue yeah, something little, to little the tracking abdomen. Devices. Yeah, tracking you know? devices. So you, or the thorax. I don't know what part the glue, of it. It took too long for the glue and this, to dry. And the, yeah, and the, and then the wings the, would yeah, so you're, you're dead. Hornet. So yeah. they then they started to uh you know, remove or t- use dental floss. Yeah, why dental floss? I, I think it's because it's easy to manipulate and it's light. It's right? very like, light, and it's not like a fishing line or something like that. That's a little too taut. Yeah, I, I feel and like so it's, so but it's, it's, but it's, it's got it, some tensile strength so to it. You can tie it off. Easy. Yeah, you know, uh, it, Good it, job, some of scientists. them, like the kinds we use, unfortunately, are, are made with Teflon. Okay. Uh, so, like our glide, if it glides, it's probably a Teflon. Oh, I guarantee you that we have no Teflon dental floss at Casa del Godbold because Andrea Godbold is my wife, and she would not allow that. If you have any glides, you got it. I'm sure we don't. Okay. We get those things that go like this. Okay. Um, so they did successfully, even though sometimes the murder hornet would chew off or its buddies would chew yeah, off. Yeah, they'd like help each other. Chew uh, off the those dental murder floss. murder hornets, at it again. They know everything. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I thought was really cool is they finally tied a tracker and they're like, this is our time, right? You just imagine in like the entomologist club, like never in the, you know, again, will they care as much about our profession as they do right now. Okay. And so they track the murder hornet 
to its nest. Yes, they're able to successfully get to the the hive. The hi- right. So they find it. And it's kind of this dead tree, and it's hollowed out, and the murder hornets are coming in and out of it. Yeah, this so, is crazy, what you told me. I didn't know any of this. So, I mean, I knew it had happened, but yeah. I didn't know the details. So what they do, and you've probably already read this if you're listening, but I just got to it's just, I love it. So what they do is they sealed off the openings you know, above and below yeah. so that they could only come out of the hole. And then if I, you know, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken here, but you got to get them tired, so you give them CO2, right? Like, that makes sense. Yeah. They do that with other bees yeah. and stuff, yeah. so and I would so you got the same. Just, Tucker them out. Yeah, yeah. It just gets and to, so to then you then you sleepy. vacuum them out of the opening in the in the dying tree or dead tree into the tesseract into the holder. tesseract tube. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, because not only are these <laughs> are they doing this, so like I mean, this is just like imagine you and me trying to. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, so what do you do? But you get on Amazon and yep. you're like. Uh, let's find the ultimate beekeeper. Yeah, suit. what kind of suit can you find? And so they found, literally, found their suits on Amazon because in one so of the articles they were wild. like, found them on Amazon, and they look like uh, like space poor, suits, poor space man's suit, space suits, space stay puffed marshmallow yeah, man. Yeah, like, I, I made a joke because they're they're standing there in their silly space suits from Amazon uh, that are beekeeper like you know visor, but you thicker, know, right? But thicker, so they kind of look like space suits. And, and uh, you know, kind of dirty, like they've been. I was like, dude, this is the worst superhero team I've ever seen because it, it almost looks like silly X Men or super superhero. And then they're holding this this cylinder, this glass cylinder with a huge hive of hornets in it, right? Uh, that they've vacuumed in. They vacuumed and them it out. Literally looks like at the end of Avengers, the thing that Thor puts the cosmic cube in, this Asgardian thing that it really he takes, does that he takes back. I sent I sent Hans a screenshot. Maybe we should link. Maybe we should make that the image uh, for the. <laughs> <laughs> for the blog post, but I, but like I sent out the screenshot. I was like, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know why it came to mind, but it, it's like it is legit the same cylinder, yeah, uh, with handles on either side of it. That's like uh, you can put murder hornets in there or the tesseract, whichever whichever one you want. And so there were murder hornets in this one. And it was pretty funny. Well, Loki has a tesseract, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll find out in twenty twenty one what he's going to do with that. Yeah, but yeah. It didn't make it into this. It didn't make it into the cylinder in that in the end game timeline. So they got so. like eighty five. Murder hornets they, out of their vacuum, and they and they feel like that. That was most of the nest. But then you told me, but something they that, weren't done. Yeah, no, they weren't done. The next thing they do, cellophane. They take cellophane with, and they wrap the opening. Giant plastic so they, wrap. Yeah, they yeah. just wrap the tree with like it's like blue cellophane. That's all it is. Blue That's cellophane. That's crazy. Yeah, like so, what you do to like close your entertainment center when you're going to move it. So they do that, and then you know you go, okay, well now it's done for. It's done. They're going to die in there. But they go, nope, nope. Next up, we're going to chop off the log like we're gonna take this portion of the dying tree or dead tree and we're gonna bring that back to the lab Man, right you this know? is like an episode of bones and it's like it Hod- is hodgins is, in, is, is. is on this yeah yeah he, he would love it yeah yeah and so then after that they decide to undo it pump it full of co2 again uh and they cut open the log so they can actually find the hives uh-huh. or hive, hive hive i guess yeah yeah, yeah. The, the 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 honey nest, the combs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And see if they could find more. They found two queens. So this is that common? Is there is there more than one queen? Per I have nest? no idea. Yeah. And they weren't even sure if like one was a virgin queen and one yeah, was yeah, like the yeah. queen the queen. queen like queen. come later. Yeah. Uh, they found uh, larvae. Yeah. And they found murder hornets that were about to to come out of this. So yeah. clearly, you know, we're reproducing murder hornets here in uh, yeah, the United they, they States. Yeah, bre- they are breeding. They are, yeah. they are here. And so they find all of these things. And they give, like, I, I, I fell asleep watching it a couple of, maybe last week, but, like, the chief entomologist gave, like, a Zoom call yeah. on what he did, and I just thought, in no other world right now, like, this is perfect. Like, yeah. the world is watching 
scientists in Washington. Why not? This is captivating stuff. It is. Yeah, yeah. Cut trees open, buy suits on Amazon, figure out ways to get all the murder hornets they know how to get out. Now, there might be other nests that they're going to have to find the exact same way yeah. because time is of the essence. Right, yeah. We but gotta, you, just know save the bees. Me, you know me. Uh, you never never waste an illustration. Never waste a sermon illustration. Yeah. And so it, tell, it, so it was unfortunate for me because <laughs> I actually this stuff started to hit after I already preached the sermon where that, I was going to use you it. You could use it. Yeah. So I was preparing a sermon for uh, later in November, and I put in in parentheses murder hornets uh, because I'm going to refer back to the passage. There you go. And I thought maybe this is my time to bring the illustration I've out. Find a way. Uh, uh, and, and I and I. It's going to sound like I'm joking about this, sure, but I'm not. So in Matthew chapter 5, I'm, Jesus, I'm tracking. I'm with Jesus you. is teaching about how he has fulfilled, fulfilled the law, uh, and he says, your righteousness must exceed the, scribe, uh, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Yes, he and does then he goes that. into, I believe, six different illustrations from the law about you've heard it say, but I, I say. You've heard it said, but I say. Yes. And so he's essentially showing the fuller fulfillment of the law that he brings, which is not just external, but internal. Yes. And when he speaks about adultery and lust, he Jesus actually says, it's interesting, especially in the first two examples, because it's basically law... His, his view, and then application. Yes. And the application's interesting in the first two ones to me because, for example, uh, you shouldn't murder. But I think if you're angry, you've already murdered, basically. Yes. Murder Hornet did it. You know? <laughs> Hornet did it. And then his application is, so if you are offering your gift, go and reconcile. And you're like, wait a minute, you're talking about anger and murder. Why are you talking about reconciliation? Well, it's because reconciliation is the thing that's going to keep you from being mad, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's going to keep anger from setting in. So when you go to reconcile for a relationship, you're essentially removing the possibility that you're going to let that fester because you're addressing it with the person. So anger really only, we just stew, you're re- re- keeping the opportunity from, uh, of stewing from happening. The next one, adultery and lust, he says, well, if you've looked lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Yes. So if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge Gouged it out, out and throw it away. Sure. And, and again, I'm like, why, why are we talking about adultery and lust? And then now we're going to, he's talking about the heart, but he's giving very physical, sure, concrete yeah. ways yeah, to do this. Yeah. And... Uh, what I saw when I was uh, preaching on this was, uh, I told our church, you gotta, you have to really love Jesus more than your sin, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to remove the things in your life that might put you on the way yeah. toward lust, uh, or really or, any or give, sin. Yeah, or give a fertile ground to it, or uh, yeah. And know, so, a a but then they got the murder hornets, yeah. and I thought, this is, this, this is, is the, the time. Yeah, this is the thing. Because... What do you have? And I, again, every metaphor breaks down, but what but do you have? A de- this but is an, a in, an invasive species. Yep. And you have a team of people going, how in the world can we get all of this gone? Yep. Not like, well, how can we learn to live with it? You know, maybe if we knock out enough, or I'm sure if we just leave the cellophane over the tree, it'll eventually die. They'll, they'll die, yeah. and we don't have to worry about it yeah. because you know they can't get out of cellophane, yeah. or whatever reasons that they had. Or we'll just spray some raid down in there, like hornet spray, yeah, and then we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, but no, they're like, no, we're gonna chop, we're gonna seal up the log, 
chop it off yeah. so that, and bring it back to the lab. After open pumping it, it up, CO2, vacuuming Open it up, yeah. and then be sure we have gotten every single one gone. And you think about that as it relates to sin or addiction or, or, the, or those types of things. Like, very often, the appearance of, like, I got it all. I got it all. I'm good, yeah. And then there's that. Uh, there were two queens in there and a bunch of eggs that you did not get. Uh, and, and that's like a powerful kind of chilling illustration for sin is that, you know, digging sin out at its root is often more work than you think it's going to be. Uh, and, and so, no, I think it's a good illustration. Like the idea of like gouging out your eye is painful. Right? Yeah. Like cutting off your hand is painful. And sometimes uh, when, when you know that something is causing you to sin, its removal will be painful. If you just wrap it in cellophane, you're like, no, that's good. It's over there. It's good. Yeah. Um, you can't even see it when it's in the blue paper. Uh, uh, the uh, illustration that comes to mind, which you may or may not know, is a Matt Chandler illustration where he talked about a, uh, a person who was, uh, he was, he has a fascination with the kind of like the when animals attack. Kind okay. Of thing. And there was, a, there was okay. a model laying on top of a lion and her kind of like auburn hair was mixed in with the lion's mane. And, uh, and then, what do you know? All of a sudden, the lion decided he didn't like that and attacked this beautiful model trying to do a hair commercial. And then afterwards, it cuts to the lion owner and trainer and is like, I don't know what happened. And he goes, I know what happened. It's a wild animal. <laughs> and it decided it didn't want to do that anymore. And right. he was like, and that's often how we treat our sin. It's a lion on a leash. And we're like, don't worry. It's cool. It's, yeah, it's a lion. But also, I've gotten really good at, at, at keeping it tame. Yeah, I can control it. And it's fine. And, and, and this is kind of the, like, what do you need to do with a lion? You need to not have a lion uh, because, like, you can't control that. You can't keep it. So similar illustration pointing to the fact of the danger of keeping sin around uh, and keeping, right. keeping sin at bay, at arm's length, rather than rooting it out and digging it out. And oh. so that's what I thought of, I mean, almost immediately, because I just went, you can, go all, you can go all the way, like, hey, we're going to do everything that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not only going to just kind of go, oh, we'll just follow it back. Like, we're going to track this thing yeah. back we're gonna to the nest. GP- GPS we're going to figure out what it is. It's going to take a group of us, which sometimes addressing your sin takes. Like, yep. hey, we got to figure out what's going on. Sometimes you have to wear um, special suits you found on Amazon. That's, that's it. So uh, I, I even was like, guys, when I was preaching, I did, I was like, if you like to look at porn on your phone... Like, don't have a phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't go. Uh, well, I got. I need a phone for work. I'm like, just don't have a phone. Yeah. Or have a brick. Like, yeah. people make dumb phones. Yeah. Like, dumb even f- cost as much as smartphones. Yeah. Like, dumb phones. Pay five hundred dollars for this phone that uh, just makes yeah. calls. Dig, dig it out. Like, get, get the thing out. And and so, like, I saw that and I thought, it's funny how the world often can take seriously a uh, uh, a danger. Or mm-hmm. an invasive species, and yet when it comes to sin and our hearts, we're like, "Well, you know, Jesus has got me. I'm fine." Yeah. And I'm like, "No, don't do that." Right? Like, there are times and places for things, and you got to address what's going on. Yeah, and suit up because it might get messy. It might get messy. No, that's great, man. I'd say that's a really good. That's a really good illustration for. Yeah, something I'm thinking that- of a, like uh, cracking it open during. Uh, like around the Thanksgiving table, or just you know, I'm going to toy with it. Yeah. Go, hey guys, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, around the uh, around the table with family, I go. Here's my here's my sermon illustration, and then we're all going to go around and talk about our sins. Speaking of Thanksgiving, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's almost as if that were a segue to kind of our next segment, which is sort of in the vein of study break, but we don't have to do the bell thing uh, because because we're going to talk about. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to talk about a couple things. So one one of the things is holidays. Uh, holidays. You you sent me a little uh, uh, blurb, little blip on. Uh, yes, if I remember correctly, um, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" song. I've, from- nev- I've never heard. I've never heard of that. What oh, have it? you not? Oh, what is that? Um, it's a song. <laughs> it's like it's written in like a Gregorian. Oh, okay. Yeah. All I want for Christmas. Uh, okay, so it's good. just a chant, and uh, but in, on the streams in the streaming world, mm-hmm. uh, all I want for Christmas over Halloween weekend to like the first couple of days of November, it yep. increased I think a hundred and fifty percent in streams. Yes, and so it's like. Speaking of, I mean, just to use the illustration, speaking of an invasive species. Yes, holidays. Uh, celebrating Christmas in what feels like August. Yeah. That feels like an invasive species. Sure. Now, I did see some people that were like, screw it, it's 2020. Yeah, no yeah, one get mad at me I, about anything. I need to feel happy. I feel like that that's the prevailing attitude about 2020. And so I get that, but it does feel sometimes, it does feel sometimes like people like to let Christmas invade everything. Sure. And I'm like, please don't do that. All right, so so that's your get off my lawn take. Um, But I'll listen to Christmas music. So so here's the deal. I, uh, uh, title of my solo podcast, here's the deal with Evan Godbold. Um, I think that you are right to point out the COVID and 2020 reality of, man, everything is just weird right now and harder. So Christmas makes me happy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do the Christmas thing. Yeah. You may even remember uh, around maybe mid-April, people, so we'd maybe been, you know, kind of, we were all still basically in lockdown mode. We, yeah. We'd been, it's past Easter. Uh, and you, you were like, man, I just like want to do something. People were putting up Christmas lights. In yeah, April. yeah, and uh, so so this is actually the second time in this pandemic, the second time in twenty twenty, Christmas has come that, back. That Christmas is just like as a thing, like needs to feel. Uh, we need to feel better about this. And what was what was crazy is this happened with my sister Amy with Halloween in July. She pulled out her fall decorations in July because she's like, I'm just ready for the summer to be done. I want to change. I want something. So like a lot of people are just going, hey, just. Move me to the next thing so that I feel like things are changing or that I feel this like is gonna are- have to mess up. This will mess up the bee population, and so uh, <laughs> they're and like, they're, they're not they're gonna, gonna be like, what? What, what time of year is it? Uh, but 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 so I think about this. Uh, we we have not our Halloween decorations are still up, uh, mostly because like I said, this is a really busy week for us, but uh, our Holly- Halloween decorations are still up. Typically, we would pull those down pretty much immediately after Halloween, and then we would be rather rigid about the interior decorations not going up until after Thanksgiving. But I would usually okay. but I would usually put the Christmas lights, the exterior decorations and stuff up before that because okay. because it's harder <laughs> to get like uh, once you're in post Thanksgiving for for me that usually means like a big Christmas concert and a bunch of other things mm-hmm. at work and it's mm-hmm. things really ramp up. And so it's just like ah just get it done. Get it done in early November, mid November so that I don't have to think about it. Don't yeah. think about it over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um but like decorating the house is kind of a fun thing. We're totally decorating this weekend, like, uh, or probably Sunday uh, after I get through. That's this weekend. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, so Sunday evening we are probably decorating, uh, and uh, it's the same thing for us. We're going. Hey, uh, Thanksgiving's probably not going to look like the way that we would typically have it look. So that's kind of a bummer for us. Um, uh, we're not going to sit around the Thanksgiving table with like our giant family. 
Um, we're going to have to be more like, you know, careful. We're going to do some stuff with Andrea's family, but we're not going to go and then immediately go and visit, you know, 20 other right. family members. Um, uh, just cause that's, that's the world that we're in. Um, so getting the kids and other people, things to look forward to, um, makes some sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also get the, I get the, uh, on your part, maybe a little bit of the, Hey, but you know, like Thanksgiving is a cool time too. And like, you don't want to necessarily just move right into the next thing or skip to the end, right? Skip to the end. That's a big good part. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of Homer Simpson where they're playing. Uh, what's the, what's the band? They're, they're kind of a one hit wonder. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that somebody's going to be like, uh, they're going to be like, they're not a one hit wonder. Uh, but the band that plays taking care of business, uh, Oh, uh, I don't know. It's uh it's uh uh yeah, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Like not but taking care of business, working overtime. Okay. Like like <laughs> they they there's a there's an episode of The Simpsons and it's probably twenty years ago, maybe even more. And and they're like, everybody, Bachman Overdrive. And then they're like, hey everybody, hey, we're we're really glad to be here. We've got a new album coming out. We're really excited to share some of these new songs with you. And Homer's in the front row, he just goes, Boom, play taking care of business. <laughs> he's like, we've, we're really proud of what we put out. Taking care of business. And then and then they're like, and then they they just look at each other, and then it immediately the start taking care of business. And he goes, get to the working overtime part. <laughs> So, like, there is a little bit of that where I'm like, hey, man, like, can we slow down and, like, chew our food and enjoy our time? Um, and uh, one of the people that is doing that really well uh, is Ben Rector. Ben Rector has got a holiday album coming out, and his first single is called The Thanksgiving Song. And it is absolutely wonderful. Is it like Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song? Not at all. It is a very touching Put on your uh, turkey apron. It is a very touching and poignant song. Uh, we're not set up to to play it live on the on the streaming version, but I'll, I'll I'll play it out on the on the recording version. So if you're listening to the recording version, you can hear. It. But I do I do want to read uh, some of the lyrics because uh, man, he obviously he always has a way of uh, uh, making. Uh, fun puns or yeah. you know uh, things, and 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 he has a wonderfully uh, creative uh, lyric video that they that they released okay. for the song, and uh, so you can you can follow you can follow along with it. Um, but one of the um, one of the best lines in the um, in the song is "Put your dishes in the kitchen sink and let the rest of this year wash away." And, and so basically, or like the leftover year wash away. He's like, what if we could just put our, our dishes in the sink and the whole entire rest of 2020 would just wash away with all the extra food? Uh, and I, I just, li- I, I think there is this desire to like, hey, can we just, let's, let's, let's speed it up. So he expresses that sentiment, but he expresses it not at Christmas by getting to Christmas faster, but by enjoying time with family and remembering the good things and the familiarity mm. of the things that you can still cherish and you can still have, regardless of who is president, regardless of whether or not that there is a pandemic. Um, you know, and, and he, he kind of hones in on, on what's important, which yeah. he has a way of doing, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, poignant things. He has some just great lines about, uh, you know, the, the, the old kids table all have kids of their own. And like, because he's in a similar stage of life as you and I, uh, you and me, uh, that's true. Like the old kids table at, you at, and I, you're uh, right. Uh, 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 same stage you of and life I are. as you and I are, um, same stage of life as I, uh, <laughs> as me. Uh, I think that there is a there is a, an extra amount of poignancy to uh, like looking back on Thanksgiving and being thankful in a year that was really hard, mm. and and the fact that it, the first song out of out of his record is, hey let's let's remember to be thankful, and 
and so my my uh, it bolstered me. Like I cried watching the video, of course. Like, and it's not even a it's not even a performance. It's, it's just a lyric video. It's a lyric video, but it's it's done really creatively. Okay. We'll we'll link to it. I'll sh- I'll show it. I'll show it to you after. But um, it's it's oddly poignant. Um, uh, makes you makes you homesick almost. Uh, even though I'm you live home. at home, I live at home. <laughs> it's but like for simpler times. I can't imagine. Yeah. But being home, and, wait. And so I, 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 uh, I would encourage people to remember that, however this week turns out, however the rest of the year turns out, to to be thankful for the things that are yeah. that are that are still there. And and this song does a good job. So we'll link to it in the show uh, on the on the website, and we'll play it out on the uh, on the audio version. Of the is podcast. it playing now? Uh, it, it is, according to the audio version. Oh, man. Um, well, thank you so much, Dan, yeah. for joining us for this episode of You Never Studied. Happy uh, happy Thanksgiving, but we're going to see you for like three more three weeks. Three more weeks. Next next week, we will do a special Thalysman's Code-themed episode where I maybe, talk about my book being live and that you should buy it. Uh, maybe Courtney needs to I gotta oh, that call, would have be, her call in. That would actually be really cool. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll figure that out how, how we can do that because I know that means we'd have to find a way to do it together. Um, with kids and all that. So, uh, but that would be really fun. I would like that a lot. Uh, so, Courtney Googer, uh, editor extraordinaire of Thousand's Code. Thousand's well, Code. clearly, <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary. Clearly, the, she's had some issues for the amount for the amount of money that she received for doing that. I think she did an outstanding job. So, uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for joining us. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and uh, uh, yeah, be be thankful. Uh, and uh, if uh, if uh, you see a murder murder hornet, call the hotline. And root it out. And root it out. See you guys next time.